Welcome to Two Baptists and That Amish Chick, a podcast brought to you by the Butter Churn Girls. I'm Leslie. And I'm Bethany. And I'm Berlin. Join us for candid conversations about organized religion, the good, the bad, the ugly, and how we broke free from it while holding on to our faith in God. In these candid conversations, you can expect to laugh, to relate, occasionally cry, and definitely hear a few cuss words. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform and follow at the Butter Churn Girls on all socials. Now for this week's episode. Is your heart wicked and deceitful beyond all measure? We've all heard this before in church, at least most of us have, and we're going to talk about it today. Is that really true? Um, because for us, we realize that um, it's not. <laughs> so we're going to get into that those details and talk about those things today. All right, let's dive into it. So is the heart wicked and deceitful? We're going so deep. Bethany brought a book with her today. For those of you that Listen, are not watching us on YouTube. She comes prepared. She's yes. prepared. And so we're going to dive into this topic because so many of us have heard this and I really feel like it has made us as followers of God, Christians, whatever you call yourself, it has really made us this place where we don't trust ourselves. We don't just mm. trust decisions we make. We can even look at things like, I think I know what my purpose is, but am I doing God's will? And we don't mm. trust it because we've been told that our heart is deceitful and wicked and it can't be trusted. And so we walk around in life feeling being the most uncertain group of people, in my opinion, <laughs> Yeah, with the most, the largest lack of clarity. Mm-hmm of all groups of people, because we've literally been taught not to trust ourselves. Yeah. And so we want to discuss those things today. So yes, give us some um, opinions, some feedback, some, so things from the Bible. (laughs) So I'm not going to share something from the Bible first. I've just had this thought come up and I'm going to share it. So if my heart is deceitful and wicked beyond all measure, why am I trusting a dude from a pulpit that has a similar heart? Right. Who's telling uh, you that you're just so why would I be why would I trust that? That's Sorry, not, it just that thought came up. That no, was not no, that's notes. a really good point though. That, that makes sense because we, we talk about all the time how a lot of religions, faith denominations, they're called like it's mm-hmm. someone in power. We've made jokes about it being like a um a pyramid scheme, right? Mm-hmm. The person mm-hmm. at the top has the most power, and then there's a little bit less power as you go down. And that's what it seems like. If someone is standing there telling you, hey, none of you guys should trust yourself, but you should trust what I'm saying. Doesn't that sound like someone who's trying to have power, manipulation, and control? Yeah. Well, and it's like, well, and then it begs the question or the, it makes you think about the statement that is used, especially, well, Amish people use this a lot. You can't um, question authority. Mm-hmm. Like if the bishop tells you to do this, then you need to do it. Excuse me. If we all have a deceitful, awful heart, why the hell would I trust him? Mm-hmm. there's so many opposing religion is so extremely and this is another um episode we'll do in the future um where we talk about the the um polar opposites in religion how much it does opposites like it says this is true but also this is true and it's the exact opposite thing of what they just said was true it literally cancels itself out so many times and is like a, um, what do you call that? What's that word when oxymoron? Yes, an oxymoron. Just a bunch of oxymorons. Or just, (laughs) or morons, whatever. Um, I was going to make a joke, but I'm not going to. Do you not know? But now I'm like, no, 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 no. no. I was going to say it's just a bunch of morons doing oxy. And then I was like, well, maybe they need to. They need to chill out. <laughs> um, 
but that verse in this verse that we're referencing, which if, and I'm sure if you've grown up in church, you've heard it, it's Jeremiah 17, nine, where it says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. There is so much isolation of verses in the Bible. First of all, that's done. Mm-hmm. We're not, we are not theologians. I was so going to say, we need to preface like, this. Just preface it with, we're not theologians. We're telling you what we've learned, what our journey and experience has been, the resources we have used to find the actual truth. And I'm going to share one with you today, the book that I have, which is absolutely phenomenal. It will change your view on the Bible and Jesus in the best way possible. It will upgrade them and will give you so much freedom um, in the process. The thing is like this verse is isolated. Who was he talking to? What was he talking about? Who was writing it? Because there is a lot of people in in the Bible that the Lord let them write the Bible because he loves his kids and Mm -hmm. wants a relationship with them. And he knew that they had the filters they had, right? We talked about filters in the last episode. If you didn't Mm -hmm. go listen to it, go listen to it because it's amazing. Um, Because we talk about your heart and and trauma and healing and, um, you know, biblical counselors and licensed therapists and all of those things like in the Christian world, what does that look like? Um, But like, we all have our filter, right? And there were some people who wrote the Bible who didn't really have a good filter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, you know, we talk about how the Bible's like inspired and infallible and inerrant. Well, infallible and inerrant isn't true because it, I'm just going to do this right now. Um, this book, A More Christlike Word by Bradley Jerzak. I'm in the middle of reading this right now. And it has made me love the Bible and Jesus in ways that I didn't know was possible. Mm-hmm. Because this man is brilliant. He would be the closest thing to a theologian that I know. Like he went through the Baptist college. He went through like, he got a PhD and an MD and a XYZ and a whatever, you, <laughs> like whatever though all those are that you can get, he did it. And he went and studied with like rabbis and all kinds of people. He didn't who learn like, denominations, stop it. Yeah, like, no. And he like, he, he was after truth, not it was after truth and he began to realize that you know all of these words that we use about the bible aren't actually true and they're only like a couple hundred years old and there's two main guys who brought them into existence to really horrible theology that they had and a lot of manipulation and control and there's words in the bible that haven't been put in by translators that haven't been put in that were there in the original text that the mm-hmm. patristic fathers, which means the people who were like walking with Jesus, so the disciples, and then they're the disciples, like close descendants. They, that like the original writing of the Bible is very different than the writing we have today. Mm-hmm. And it's another reason why there's so many holes in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's more I could say on that, but um, just giving you context for like where we're coming with this, because we're not here to tell you like be theologians. We're just here to show you holes, like yeah. and what those holes did to us, yeah. like the damage it did mm-hmm. growing up with like this is the truth, like this is the way, and then realizing, however many years later, that wait a minute, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I, yeah. I think it's important to remember that. The people who wrote the some of these books of the Bible are, it was their journals, right? 
And so when do you journal? Sometimes it's really when you're really happy. Usually it's when you're you're really sad. Sometimes it's like, (laughs) those are the things you wouldn't ever say out loud. Yeah. Sometimes, right? And so remember there are people just like us who maybe they were in a state of depression. Maybe they're frustrated with God. Maybe um, they're filtering things through what's happening in life at that point in time. And so they're journaling what's happening and it may not, you know, I journal with God, right? Personally, I already done what God said and what I said, and I can look back at things and I go, oh, wow, I was kind of not doing so great mentally back then when I look back at those journals and I don't think that was God that was writing. I think that was me making it up. Or I think that was something someone told me that I thought God might say. And so keep that in mind when you're reading the scriptures and when you're looking at things that that's what happened when it was written. That's also what happened when people were translating it into, it wasn't written in English. Like, and also there's a bunch of people that sat around and decided what was included and what right. wasn't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of human, yeah. there's a lot of human hands on it and I'm not discounting the value that's within the Bible, Absolutely. but I think we continue to call the Bible, the word when the word is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we need to know that those are very separate and not equal things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one bears witness to the other. Yes. And the other is like the ultimate um, word. Mm-hmm. And if your Bible is, if you like, the Bible has to submit to the authority of Jesus at the end of the day. And what, who Jesus <laughs> is, if you read the Bible through a Jesus lens, with a Jesus lens, you begin to see the human in the bible that's in the human mm-hmm. fingerprints and it gives you so much more of a love for wow god let his kids write the bible like mm-hmm. he really isn't scared that his like even when his kids mess things up mm-hmm. he's not like oh my gosh what did you do right <laughs> you've ruined everything yeah gosh, oh, I gotta start over, now. right yeah. like it it shows you the beauty of being a human and the amazingness of that and also the same thing of Jesus and like God, but it never, the Bible should never take precedence over Jesus. And if you don't have a relationship, I, I, one thing that Bradley Jerzak says in this word, just or this book, um, a more Christ-like word. She's like in this word, in this, word. This, Bible, <laughs> this book that I bought from Amazon is now Jesus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. Um, but he talks about, he says, there's a line and I highlighted it. He says it, it is possible to read the Bible for for your whole life and never know the word. That's mm, yeah. And never know so God. Good. It's possible to read the Bible and never know who God is. Just because you read the Bible doesn't mean that you know who God is. The Bible is a great doorway into getting to know him but it's not him (laughs) yeah so let's talk about our heart let's talk about it um like going back to something you kind of started with was like how there's polar opposites within the word um I've actually found some other scriptures more than just one Mm -hmm. because there's literally one scripture that talks about our heart being deceitful and wicked Mm -hmm. um so and I know you can't see this, but there are tons of scriptures on this page um, that are talking about your heart. And I haven't found, like, you know what I think is really funny? That one's not even in there. The Jeremiah really? 17, 9 isn't even on this list. So there's what? that. Um, 
Is that anyway, a whole new or, new order? No, because there's not, even we're not Amish here. <laughs> no, because there's even like Proverbs. Because oh, that's okay. what I wonder too. I was like, is this just New Testament? But there's even some from Proverbs. So even within the same testament in the Old Testament, Proverbs says things like, um, above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. So can both of those things be true? Can it be the wellspring of life and be deceitfully wicked? Because right. deceitfully wicked isn't gonna have life in it. Mm-mm. Um, and then a heart at peace gives life to the body. Uh Ooh, that goes perfectly with our last episode. Yeah, it really does. What? Um, I love that. Uh, then even down here, I was like, okay, but what did Jesus say about the heart? Because in John, yeah. Jesus said a lot of things. So I scrolled on down to the ones in John and Jesus words, anyone who believes in me may come and drink for the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. So, which yeah. is true. I'm going to assume mm-hmm. what Jesus said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. is the truer of the verses right um you know what's really interesting mm-hmm. too is that um oh gosh see this is what happens when you read books and you don't remember where you read it <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's in this book a more christ-like word he talks about how um heart they put heart in here in jeremiah 17 9 and it was actually talking about the human condition mm. like not um and not the human condition because that by default is saying that being a human is like wrong or bad yeah it's the sin condition that's it like the condition of um being like alienated from god not because god alienated himself but because we chose it right it was our own free will but jesus restored all of that so it's like when a heart decides to be born again Mm-hmm. and be come back to original intent the hu- the sin condition is cl- is cured instantly because that's jesus came to cure and heal and like set us free from a slave owner that we had and i just i re- just remember that i was like i read it and i believe it was in here about how um the original text talks about the sin condition it's not mm-hmm. actually the heart but the translators just took the liberty to put words in there. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing that just pisses me off is, and Bradley talks about this. He's like, translators, if you compare the original text to the text we have now, he's like, they took liberties A of changing of liberties. the word. Well, not the word, the scriptures and just putting words in because they thought that it made more sense than what the original text. I'm like, so you're telling me that you think that the, the apostles who were with Jesus and heard things right from the mouth of God, you're going to be here and be like, no, actually, I think that this is actually better than what they said. Mm-hmm. How arrogant, like yeah. that's just a lot of really dumb ass foolery going on. Mm-hmm. I just think that's stupid. So another verse that popped up that actually correlated with our previous episode, if you haven't watched it, definitely go take the time, go subscribe real quick while you're there. Um, cause I know this is not the last time we're going to talk about our hearts <laughs> yeah, because yeah. this is actually a really good topic that we, we really love. Um, but we are talking about how if we're made in God's image and so our body, our soul, and our spirit are all gifts to us, the way our emotions operate and the way our heart operates and all of these things are gifts. Like, is God going to give us a deceitful and wicked gift? Well, that says more about the giver than the receiver. Right. Like, and that's, there's that verse about like, would you give your son a rock if he asked for bread? Right. Like God's not that kind of God. Right. 
And if you start really starting to question some of these verses and you can, it's really interesting. You start reading scripture and you're going to find more verses like this that pop out and go, hold on. Mm-hmm. Like, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Um, but going a little further with the whole, like God gave us these gifts and it's not going to be a bad thing. Here's Jesus words. If you don't believe me, believe Jesus. <laughs> um, he said in John 14, 27, I'm leaving you with a gift peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. So even further, like God doesn't give bad gifts. Yeah. Um, and that, uh, I don't want to go off on a tangent. Cause I was like, that could literally go to anything, <laughs> right? Like right. he doesn't give you flawed gifts, callings, whatever, like mm-hmm. all of them are a gift and they can be used. And yes. like, benefit the world and you yes mm-hmm. yeah sorry I didn't want to like no, really go too far so I thought no I'd... that's super good I love that I mean and when we look at these things well first of all you mentioned all the scriptures so we're kind of like easily debunking that one scripture right right and based off of what Jesus said Bethany what was the definition that came up when you actually looked up that scripture uh, about what it meant to be was it deceitful that we found yeah so actually been so it's the original text for desperately wicked that's really um, is right here it says to be weak sick or frail to be incurable is like another under that but the first the first definition is to be weak sick or frail and who was god talking to in the scripture talking to judah judah well jeremiah was talking to judah oh jeremiah was talking to judah okay so it's like it's important to look at those aspects too when you're looking Mm -hmm. at scriptures like this there's whole churches denominations all of that i heard that phrase over and over and over and over again growing up in the baptist church that they're basically saying god said this about us and you're like no Mm -hmm. jeremiah said that to judah you said Mm -hmm. to judah so we're taking something that is that's like taking he was something. like writing a word from the lord right is what right. he was doing and so and he was writing Ju- like through jeremiah's own- lens yes. yes i was gonna say he was writing it through his own yes. lens and and so it's important to keep in mind like what's the lens it's being written through and who's it being said to because there are even some things in there that were like you know and just in scripture overall that you could look back on you're like wait a minute that wasn't written to us maybe it was accurate but that wasn't mm-hmm. written to us that wasn't written for us mm-hmm. that doesn't apply anymore things like that so it's important to look at those things um when you're analyzing those things and I, like i want to talk about the things that this can impact too um like i made just some notes as we we're talking about it beforehand um but a big thing is is like we need to be able to trust ourselves like if we're going to be able to make an impact in this world which is what we're supposed to do we're supposed mm-hmm. to be making earth look like heaven right? right changing the world in a way to where it begins to look more and more like heaven we have to be able to trust ourselves and so mm-hmm. why would god make our hearts completely i mean we hear in secular society like trust your heart trust your heart mm-hmm. trust your heart they actually have a key that christians haven't grabbed onto that we yeah. need to open up our ears and listen to well and latch on to because we need to be able to trust our heart in order to change the world to know what our intuition is saying our intuition is holy spirit mm-hmm. right holy spirit speaks to us through our heart and so we, in order to be able to listen to that and trust what we're hearing because oftentimes holy spirit sounds a whole lot like us Mm-hmm. Those voices going back and forth in our head, sometimes it's the same tone and it's our voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we need to be able to trust ourselves. And if we're not able to, it's going to impact different, not only what we do in the world, but it's going to impact our relationships too. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I think about like, we love with our hearts, right? Mm-hmm. What is marriage going to be like if you have a deceitful heart? 
what I is, can't trust myself to yeah. pick the right one, or it's even going to go to, I can't trust him or her because yeah. of, mm-hmm. yeah. And, mm-hmm. and what, what is, how many excuses are going to be made because of that? If you go back to our purity culture episodes, we will talk, we talk about this stuff a lot where it's like, oftentimes men are told to be careful because the women are, you uh, have to, you need to guard your sister's heart. You need to, well, and you need well, to guard your own heart from her. Because they're all just, you know, prostitutes out there to sleep with you. <laughs> Showing ankles and stuff. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, check out those episodes. Like, subscribe, because those ones are fun. You'll like yes. hearing those mm-hmm. ones. So make sure you subscribe to this. Um, but it's like, it's important to look at those things, because what are our relationships going to be like? You can't trust your own heart to be even, to make the right decisions, to know that you're going to make the right mm-hmm. decisions, to trust yourself when you're in a car with a girl that you're not going to end up making out with them or a guy or whatever, right. whatever it is. And so it's important to look at that and, and ask this question, like, would God set me up for failure like that? Right. Like ask, ask it tangibly. Would a parent set their child up that what, for, for failure on purpose who mm-hmm. left their child? No. So do we think God is going to do that? Right. Yeah. So I don't think so. And, you know, that's such a good point. First of all, that's a really good point. Thank but you. like, <laughs> welcome. I don't mind giving out praise at all. <laughs> I'll be your biggest high person. Heart. I know. Don't die though. I mean, see, God Look at that living heart. water just flowing from there. <laughs> just like a big old stream of endless water. Okay. I mean, um, we didn't say it was that good. <laughs> well, I did because I know my own heart. Because I trust myself and I trust my heart. So, <laughs> so proud of you. Thank you. Um, but so the thing about the thing about scripture though that you said that you said something and I was like that's so good. The only really the only words to really trust are Jesus's words mm-hmm. in scripture. Those are the the only words that are like you can actually trust, and it's probably good to go back to the original writings or like make sure that your our your translation isn't um, messed up because a lot of translations are because of translators, because of agendas, because of yada blah. Which if you guys want to do that, Blue Letter Bible is great. It's a free app on your phone, Blue mm-hmm. Letter Bible, just like yes. it sounds. Um, and that will show you the Greek, the Hebrew, take you back to root words and all that. And you can mm-hmm. find, hey, yeah, if this doesn't feel like God or it doesn't bring you peace, it might be because the word was changed. Yes. <laughs> or we didn't have an English word that um, portrayed and communicated that properly. Yeah. Um, and, and everybody else's words in the Bible are just either confirming Jesus, echoing him, or showing where humans were fell short of because of their filter, just like messed up in what they put in the Bible, right? Like it, it either confer it either confirms Jesus's words or it confirms where people were when they wrote about Jesus and God. Like and their all human-like the, nature. Yeah. yeah not like, their sin nature. No, that's not biblical. No, but like yeah. their human nature. Right. Yeah. Like, like who they, how they saw him and what they thought of Jesus. It actually shows you more about the writer than it shows you about Jesus mm-hmm. really. And so, um, I think like the word, the, the things that Jesus taught, tells us about our heart and how good it is and how it's like, everything of life comes from your heart that's the truth mm-hmm. like and, he might know what he's talking about. yeah like he kind of he made us you know kind of actually no he did make us. <laughs> yeah. and so he was there yeah <laughs> right he was and it's just interesting to me how we will take people's words like this is what god said you know mm-hmm. like 
like growing up Amish, for example, I was taught this scripture, Jeremiah 17, 9. And I mean, I was taught it as like, this is the truth. And even after, this is the thing, even after I accepted Jesus, my heart was still in danger of leading me astray because it was deceitful and desperately wicked. Okay. Did Jesus do his job or didn't he? Well, is your heart that powerful to overpower what Jesus did? Right. I mean, you're made in his image, but you're not him. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, we are powerful. But see, that's the thing. Like it gives your heart all this power. And then there's this bipolar, this polar, not bipolar, this polar opposite of like, you don't have any power and God is like all, he'll just rule your life and tell you what to do. So which is true. Like, yeah, you start poking holes and you finally realize there's a lot of freaking holes mm-hmm. <laughs> and being taught that as a kid, it, it teaches you such a double-minded way of living. And we know what Jesus said, or was it Jesus who said a double-minded man is unstable? In all his ways. In all his ways. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's somewhere. Talking. I don't know if Jesus said that, but I'm pretty sure. She's it, like, if Jesus didn't say it, it might not be true. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not saying that everything that somebody yeah, put in the Bible isn't true. It's just, if it doesn't look like Jesus and sound like Jesus, then question it, right? Then right. like go to Jesus with it and ask him to show you the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the, being taught such, I don't know, you guys, were you taught the same thing growing yeah. up Baptist? Like, like, I felt, I don't feel like one of them was ever driven home, right? I remember hearing this, but I also, and I, mm, I feel like it was always used to help increase like baptism numbers. Mm, you know what I mean? Like they need enough, like raised hands. Your heart is deceitful beyond all things. You need to turn to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it was always used as like part of that. Even if it followed up a message about like some of those other verses from Proverbs mm-hmm. and John, where the heart isn't a negative, evil, mm-hmm. wicked thing. So I feel like it was never one narrative. It's that whole, like you're mm-hmm. thrown back and forth between these things. And so you're like, you have no idea what to believe. And what I think is interesting is we're starting to talk about how, like, you can start poking holes in all of this with just a few questions. And I think that's why so many people are getting mad at the deconstructionists. Mm. We're deconstructing because we're finding holes mm-hmm. yeah. and it's not even that we're everyone. I'm not going to say everyone is, but like why everyone is like abandoning religion. They're not even abandoning it they're asking questions and people yeah. don't like that yeah. the things that they just like thought was right. Bible was just right. like solid isn't solid at all. And that's exactly what led me to it. Right. Like everything I was standing on started like mm-hmm. having stuff mm-hmm. like thrown mm-hmm. out and I'm like, I don't know what to do anymore. Like, yeah. What was I standing on? Right. Yeah. And so I think that's like where a lot of people are doing this deconstruction right. route. Right. And some of them are so burned, they don't have the energy to like reconstruct. Yeah. And I think that's, that scares a lot of the church. Like, calm down. It's not you. Like, let them mm-hmm. deal their own right. walk. Like, Jesus has got them. It's okay. But like, they like, give them that time. Well, At some like, point, like other things will click. Yeah. And it shows where the church's belief is actually at. It's yeah. not in Jesus. Wrong priorities. It's not in Jesus. It's in a system. It's in numbers. Mm-hmm. Like it's it, like this system is suddenly not working. So it, they're freaking out. So did you ever actually have your trust in Jesus or was your trust in a system? Because if and your trust is about trust. Jesus, mm-hmm. well, yeah. Or is it just about a narrative and like making the numbers, making the money, having an impact and like, can we talk about having impact that doesn't even have to have like numbers to back it up? 
right? Like you don't have to have salvations or baptisms to have success in the church. Yeah. Like calm down. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it, and it, it, the thing is we're not deconstructing Jesus. We're right. deconstructing religion. Mm-hmm. And we've just, very I don't, different things. right. They're very different things. But if you tell somebody who's Baptist or Amish or any other cult out there, they'll be like, they're the same thing. No, they're not Karen. Negative ghostwriter. Like they're not. Okay. <laughs> First of all, you are just regurgitating things you've been told are true your whole life mm-hmm. and you've built your life on this. And now that it's very easily pulled out from under you, you are, you are doing your best to keep this thing from falling, which is very like, I get it. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. Like, I get we, it. We've all kind of been there. Yes. Right. Like we get that. I mean, I, there was a point in my life where I was like, is anything true about God? I mean, like, yeah. I had thoughts of like, well, is he even real? Well, I and know God's he's real. Worried about like, those questions. I, yeah, exactly. No. But I knew he was real because I put him to the test before I left the Amish. So I knew, I was like, okay, I know you're real. But like, who are you actually now? It's like real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you thought you knew who somebody was. And then you're like, wait a minute. You're nothing. Like, who actually are you? Yeah. And not in a negative no, way. No, no. Right? Just like, like, oh my gosh, you're good. Right? Like in the... Honestly, I think some of it, like having to deal with the shock of realizing he is actually good. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, (laughs) right. Because it's so ingrained that like, it offends your mindsets. You said something earlier and I was actually going to mention this. Um, Oh my gosh. What'd you say? We were talking about um, the heart. No, we were talking about like Jesus. Like, did we talk about like Jesus? Like, I don't know what I'm come backwards come back <laughs> basic oh like um I think you said like something about like Jesus paying off like our debts mm-hmm. I think I yeah. think you mentioned something yeah, like that cheering. at the very beginning mm-hmm. um can we just say that God didn't have our debt yeah like it wasn't God that Jesus paid off right mm-hmm. it it was death itself right not God so that's one of those things that I'm like once that started having holes poked into it I went there's so much more I've got to learn mm-hmm. Yeah, because I thought Jesus was saving me from God and he was saving me from death. Right. And that's like such a huge piece. Like, and I think that was even the beginning of, oh, one, if I'm supposed to have the mind of Christ and I'm supposed to like, ha- like, and I have all these positive aspects, there's a, there's so much more positive about God that I mm-hmm. was never taught. And there's more there's more goodness there than I've ever given him credit for, or even like thought was possible. Right. And so then I, mean, I, I think you... like once holes started being poked in it, yeah, it was in all the false stuff. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah. don't, don't freak out when we're poking <laughs> holes in things like yeah. if you poked holes in like some of your beliefs, like it's okay. We get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we're here. Like, yeah. <laughs> send us a DM. Like yeah. <laughs> we'll chat with you a little bit, but, um, as long as it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the thing. Nice DM. Yes. Um, a kind one, but like, just know that all of those holes are just pushing you closer to the truth and closer yes. to who God and Jesus and you actually yes. are. Well, if you think about it, like if you're dating someone, right, you want them to keep asking questions about you because you want them to know you better. If 
I, like, even in my marriage, the more I learn new things about my husband and ask questions, the closer we get, the more we understand each other. Mm-hmm. God's the same way. He's like, keep asking questions. It's still give, me relationship. Question. give me another question. Like, understand me more. Like, mm-hmm. understand me more. Come on. Like, mm-hmm. let's go deeper. Understand me more. And so I think that's the thing is like, our heart actually is craving for all of that. Like, if we trust mm-hmm. our heart with those questions and trust God with it, first of all, we'll be able to trust that we are actually hearing from God and able to understand him. We will trust the fact that we've said this in previous episodes that like, all of us in the history of ever going forward and backwards, all carry pieces of God that the rest of us will not ever see or know. I don't think until later, way later on when yeah. we're all together. Right. Um, but like when you're able to ask those questions and dive in, you can find those pieces mm-hmm. and you can trust yourself to know that you're receiving them. And mm-hmm. God's like, Hey, I want to give you like, God may be like, Hey, I want to give, give you Bethany a piece that I gave to you know, Mary such and such, um, 200 years ago and no one else has gotten it since then, but I want you to get it, Bethany, right. but Bethany has to ask the freaking questions and she's she has to, to stop, trust herself. Got to trust her heart that she's hearing it Yeah, and be like, Hey, this is interesting. I mean, we've, we've again, back to in other episodes, we've mentioned this, that like I've dug into like a lot of new age stuff, a lot of crystal healing stuff, a lot of meditation stuff that a lot of the Christian world is like, woo, stay away. That's woo woo stuff. That's witchcraft. That's whatever. And I'm like, Yes, there's a version of it that is, but what if there's a version of it that's God? Yeah. What if when God made a breastplate in the Bible and he put a bunch of stones on it, there was a reason for it because there was actual protection behind it? Like what what if we started asking those questions? And what if we trusted ourselves enough because our heart is good? Because God made our hearts good, because God made us good, because we are made in his image. And if we are not our hearts are not good, that means God is not good. Yeah. Yeah. So what if we began to trust that and actually ask the questions and allowed ourselves to and allowed other people to and allowed the bizarre conversations to come up? We would have had conversations here where I'm like, don't tell anyone I've been thinking about this, but I think a lot of those that God was telling me about this and it feels like it could be a thing. And most people would think I was crazy. Yeah. Um, Bethany had a, and I had a conversation at the gym the other day about, um, frozen embryos and how they're midway between spirit world and physical physical world world and and these things like ask these freaking weird questions ask these questions and trust that you can hear from god because there is there are these breakthroughs that people are waiting for from you Mm. there are these breakthroughs that you need in your life there are breakthroughs i think that can break things off in your family um things that may have continued generationally through it Mm -hmm. when you ask those questions and you're willing to know that like god made me in his image like that's if, if we want to talk about the Bible, go back to the very beginning. Right. Mm-hmm. And the first things they talk about is that we were made in God's image. That means we're like him. Mm-hmm. That means our hearts are like him. So we need to be able to trust that. So we could bring all of these things to fruition and actually do what needs to be done on earth and stop holding people into bondage over the, the control and power that deacons, pastors, um, denominations and religion specifically are wanting to hold people in. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think so many people do so those things so unaware, they're just so unaware of what they're doing and they've never questioned it. They've just regurgitating what they were taught. And like, there's an old, just like, as we wrap this up, there's an old Testament scripture that talks about God saying he's going to give us, he's going to like give us a heart of flesh and for stone, right? Like what's the analogy there? Like he's literally as when we're born again, he gives us our original heart, like what he made, like he trades what we had for an upgrade 
and a better, like, and so it's like, it's, there's hearts out there that are unaware of what they could have. Mm -hmm. And then there's hearts out there who have been born again. So for me, it's like the hearts that are unaware are people who just don't know yet what they're missing out on Mm -hmm. and just like, aren't born again. And it's not like they're like lost forever. Right. Because they can be born again, even after they die. Um, and so, but there's people out there for a lot of people who are Christians or believers, like they're born again, but they're also unaware. It's just two different unawares, right? They're so unaware of what they already have. Cause they're still like, Nope, I'm still here. It's like, no, <laughs> you're born again. Like become aware, let your heart become aware of how good it is. And like, like cash in on that bad boy, yeah. right? <laughs> like we're given a new heart. Like, first of all, believe it. And then like dive into it and like, okay, I have a good heart and I hear God let's go. Right. I'm going to trust myself. Could you imagine the impact that would happen? Right. Imagine what God would trust you with. Cause you just imagine God sitting there going, I really want to give these ideas to people. I want to give breakthroughs to people. I want to give all these things away, but they don't trust themselves. So I can't give it to them. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here holding it. Just waiting because they're sitting there listening to people tell them that they can't trust themselves. Mm-hmm. And so if they can't trust themselves, mm-hmm. when I hand them what I need to hand them, then they're not going to know what to do with it. They're not, may not even receive it. I'm going to have to possibly give it to someone else, or I'm sitting here holding it, waiting for a generation of people who are willing who to be like, themselves. I trust myself. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that trusting yourself is part of a process, right? Like I yeah. kind of got an image of my little girl. Uh, she's 13 months. She finally walked for the first time this week and like learning to trust her legs, right? Like she's learning to trust herself and learning to trust. I think it's the same process with our heart sometimes. And yes, it's probably going to go a lot faster Mm -hmm. because we're going to be able to sprint way sooner than she ever will. Right. (laughs) Like when it comes to trusting our heart, we're going to be able to move a lot faster than that. But just for an analogy, like it might be shaky. You might like lose trust every once in a while, but that's okay. You can pick Mm -hmm. it back up and keep going. Mm -hmm. Like there's grace in that. And the more effort you put in, the more you try, like the stronger it's going to be. And the more you're going to be able to trust yourself and the more God's going to be able to trust you with, mm-hmm. that means bigger impact. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's good. So if our question at the beginning was, is your heart weakened and deceitful beyond a measure? No, negative. <laughs> it is not something to be trusted that God gave you because you're made in his image. Yeah. And so remember that start to practice that put a reminder up different places. If you need to, if things have been beaten to your head, like they were for us, Growing up, you have to have continuous reminders. You have to keep renewing your mind in it and reminding yourself that I am like God. I was made in his image. So we encourage you with that. Again, go back and listen to that previous episode. I think it's going to come into play a lot, Um, Mm -hmm. especially if your person is dealt with anxiety and stress around decision-making, not trusting yourself. We talk a lot about anxiety, depression, things of that nature, um, and how to get to the root of those things so you can trust yourself even more in the previous episode. Um, And we will make sure you like and subscribe on all the places or on all the social media platforms um, as the Butter Churn Girls. We'll see you next time. See ya.